Welcome to our first podcast titled Champions of Hope and Leadership. I am Ben Kirby, Superintendent of Lake Orion Community Schools. The inspiration for this podcast comes from the amazing people that have shaped me, inspired me, and given me hope uh, as I have navigated my career uh, as an educator. And more importantly, the people who I have witnessed be champions of hope and leadership for the tens of thousands of students and adults that I have crossed paths with through my life. Today on our first episode, we are privileged to have a, uh, a guest that is a tremendous champion of hope for uh, many, not only in our school district, but across our county and state. Mr. Todd Gordon is a veteran music teacher with us here at Scripps Middle School, and he's also the executive director of the WAVE Project. Todd co-founded the WAVE Project in 2018, and these two roles have proven, proven that he is a champion of hope for many across our community and our great state of Michigan. So, Mr. Gordon, thanks for being with us here today, and uh, tell us a little bit about the WAVE Project. Well, I just want to thank you for having me, Mr. Kirby, Ben, I don't know what I should call you on You're this good. podcast. You're good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just you jumping into this, sharing your story, inviting people in to tell their stories. I think a lot of people out there are going to be well served by this. So congratulations and thanks for having me. Thank you, Todd. Uh, yeah. So WAVE Project is a 501c3. We're a, a private, you know, independent nonprofit. I guess I shouldn't have said profit or private, but we are an independent nonprofit, very much public, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we provide services for people experiencing homelessness in and around Metro Detroit. Uh, our whole deal is uh, we want to be about partnering with other organizations, meeting people where they are. We operate a mobile shower service and a mobile clothing closet. And when many people hear that, they're like, what is a mobile shower service? Right. What does that look yes. like? You know, yes. How do you do that? So uh, the listeners can uh, visit our website, waveproject.org, and you know that all the pictures and um, program information is listed there. But if they could imagine uh, a 23-foot trailer pulled by a full-size truck, and inside that trailer, many people have seen versions of this, like at weddings and events. Okay. There are just like three shower stalls, each one is private and climate controlled. It has a sink, a toilet, and a shower. Our mobile clothing closet is a, a high top, you know, industrial van. We popped a window on the side, kind of like an ice cream truck. Okay. And our guests come up to the essentials van. Uh, they get t-shirts and pants and hygiene kits and a lot of other items. Then they're able to go over to the shower trailer, take a shower, and hopefully move on with their day. And uh, the last thing I'll say is uh, WAVE is an acronym. It stands for Welcoming All, Valuing Everyone. Nice. And for us, that's just what we're all about. We love it. Yeah, the real value there, um, that's, that's impressive. Well, tell us a little bit about that uh, homelessness uh, across the county uh, and even our state. I think you talked about multiple counties. Yeah. Um, why the focus on, on the homeless? Where did that drive come from? <laughs> Well, for us, uh, you know, our founding group and a lot of our members, you know, uh, we're driven by our faith and what has called us into the community to help, but specifically the marginalized. And I think that word can be a buzzword sometimes, but for us, that just means anybody in our society, anybody in our community, our schools, our homes, that just feels pushed aside, that many people would walk by or not think twice about. So. Uh, as we were dreaming about starting a project and getting out in the community, we were drawn towards the marginalized. And when we finally decided that we wanted to step in and try to people who are to help people who are experiencing homelessness, we really wanted to try to do something like unique and, and not for like a sizzle effect, 
but mm-hmm. we know very well that there are so many wonderful organizations out there doing great work. And we didn't just want to duplicate services. We wanted to be in community with them, and we wanted to add something new or something that was in demand. So that's where hygiene came from. And then right. being mobile is really important in our concept as well, mm-hmm. because a lot of people experiencing homelessness in and around Metro Detroit and all over the world, transportation is such a huge barrier for them. So okay. the cool thing about Wave Project and other mobile services like health clinics at Wayne State and otherwise is we can take the service directly to the need, be on their turf, help them out, break down those barriers. And in terms of homelessness, many people don't realize it. Um, you know, we're really lucky to be sitting here in Lake Orion yeah, in Oakland yeah. County. Mm-hmm. There are people and encampments and those experiencing homelessness right now less than 15 minutes away from where we're sitting. It's in every community. It has many different forms. I think uh, I live in Macomb County, and a recent statistic I saw is there's as many as like 2,000 students right now attending our schools that are experiencing homelessness in some form. Mm -hmm. It could be them living in their cars, could be, you know, crowd or couch surfing, not crowd surfing. That's a different thing. Sure. That's fun, actually. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, so it's just being mindful of that. And as we do our DEI work and we think about our students in unique ways and how we can love them, it's just seeing the person. Yeah, seeing the human. And I appreciate really expanding on that around the the homelessness and what our kids experience because not not everybody comes to school with the same same experience. And, yep. and uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but the first time I ever heard about the Wave Project, I was uh, working out at a gym, uh, sweating away, and I saw a news story, and it in. was the Wave Project, and I thought that is amazing. You know, yeah. these these uh, you know mobile showers and and. Uh, and anyways, it, it was just really an amazing story. So then, um, uh, ironically, I, it was some weeks later, we're playing basketball yeah. together on a Friday morning yeah. and uh, I guess living out our dreams of athletes. I don't know what we were doing, actually. But I didn't As I remember, I got day. the best of you that day. But you That's know. your story, Todd. I'm going to let you tell it. Um, but at any rate, that's how I first saw the Wave Project. And, you know, so it was really, really uh, inspiring. But a, a unique group, and I really applaud you and your, your team for uh, focusing on, uh, you know, the homeless. So who is the co-founder? I've heard that a couple of different times. Who is this other special person? Um, so it's actually a group of people. Okay. And, you know, that's one of the main things I love to talk about, uh, whether it's in the school context, the community context, uh, in our places of worship, the power of community. So for us, there were six of us that were friends. We were serving in a local multi-site church, uh, doing everything from being in the kids program to being on the arts team. Mm -hmm. Some people are on staff. And as it tends to happen, you get in community with people, you start dreaming, you start thinking, and you you find commonality and a purpose. And my wife, Laura, who is my favorite person, sorry to everybody else, uh, (laughs) are uh, two really good friends, Dale and Sarah Pittman. Uh, somebody who's actually from Lake Orion here, uh, a man named Todd Burke, who was a freshman football coach here at the high school awesome. with me for a long time. And his okay. daughters all came through the district. His wife, Christine, is wonderful. He was a co-founder with us. And then um, another good friend of ours named Chris Bachmuller. And I, I share kind of the community end of it because sometimes people feel like, okay, if I'm going to try to be a champion of hope, if I'm trying, if I'm trying to get out in the community and do something, I've got to do something that's going to save the world and change the world, and I've got to put my cape on, and I've got to be magnificent. It's like, not really. You know, if you band together with people you love, if we all do a little bit together, we can accomplish a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's the power of our group, just people coming together, 
you know, a lot of us have full-time jobs and are stay-at-home moms, but we can band together and do some good stuff together. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, listen, I've had a lot of uh, opportunities to meet a lot of people, and, and one of the things that sets people apart is when they really do have a purpose, and, yep. and, and I'm, I applaud you and your team for for your purpose oh, and thanks. your drive. That's it's really awesome, making a difference, and, you know, like we've talked about, being a champion of hope. So how do you how do you pull off this project and and how often like what is it what does it look like I know you talked about the mobile uh, the mobility of it I think that's great I mean do you do it on Saturdays you do it on Wednesdays do you do it at the same spot every week month how does that work It's a great question uh, First of all we are entirely unique we are grassroots in its truest sense as the executive director as you know I'm working all day working hard doing well and doing a great you know, job. <laughs> And uh, so we have sort of, you know, an organizational structure in which during the week we have four part-time employees okay. that operate both our shower service and our essentials van Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday during essentially business hours. Okay. Uh, when we first started, that wasn't the case. It was just the core group of people I had discussed and myself and some other volunteers just getting together on Saturdays and evenings when we could. Mm -hmm. So that enables us to partner with community organizations, with churches, with uh, municipalities, and for instance, the Detroit Police Department on the west side of Detroit, and build out a consistent service program all across the three counties. Awesome. And on Saturdays and sometimes on evenings and weekends, we have this amazing, like truly awesome volunteer force that, you know, they work all week, they have a family, but they might donate their time one time uh, a month on a Saturday and drive the trailer for us okay. and coordinate volunteers. So it's this really cool sort of hybrid approach. And for us, our principles are, are pretty simple. We want to make sure we can partner with service organizations that are on a bus route. Okay. So we want to make sure if we're not exactly close by where our guests are, that they can maybe take a bus to get to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. uh, we like to also try our very best to partner with organizations that can provide additional services, kind of like a, a care village initiative. Okay, yep. So a good example of that is uh, Team Wellness Center, one of our partners on the east side. They provide mental health supports and substance abuse supports. We pull up in their parking lot and we can you know, service their guests and the guests can be in one spot and get that. Okay. And then lastly, consistency is important. A lot of our guests and people on the streets aren't necessarily as connected as most of us are. Of course. Uh, so we like to say, hey, we're going to show up on Saturdays. We're going to be here every single week or Wednesdays or Tuesdays. We like to build that trust and that relationship. And over time, we try to prove to them that we're going to be here for you. And on the back end, that allows them to know that on Thursday at 1230, they can come see us, get clean, get some clothes, be in community, and hopefully get a, a better step towards their day. Awesome. So as we wrap up this hat that you wear as the uh, co-founder of the WAVE Project, how can our listeners get involved and help? What's the best way? Well, first, I want to thank you and Lake Orion Community Schools, um, all of our elementary schools, middle schools, the high school, even you know other programs uh, coming out of Martin Luther King Day. You all supported us so well with some in-kind donations and even, you know, other donations and just have been so kind to us. So thank you to all the dragons Absolutely. across the district and yes. community that helped. But, yeah, if, if anybody's feeling inspired by what, what they heard, um, you know, you can go to waveproject.org. Uh, we work hard to try to make it pretty accessible, but a couple of main ways that they can help is we are a grassroots nonprofit. 
if you can find a way to donate to support our programs, that really does mean everything to us. Mm -hmm. uh, you can donate financially, or we have a wish list of items okay. that you can know we need. Great. Uh, we are currently taking donations of used jeans and coats. And again, right on our site, if you click on donate, okay. that'll be right there. And we have all the information on how to do that. And then lastly, um, again, you don't need to commit seven days of your week. But if you want to get out and meet some good people and try to help out, uh, you can go to our site and click on volunteer. We have volunteer opportunities during the week, during the weekend, across all three counties. Um, we also have internships available and a lot of other stuff. So um, thank you Great. for letting us share that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go to your other hat. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say the more, more important hat because it's not, but it is a uh, hat that... Um, uh, you know, is important to me. Uh, as an educator, you cross paths with hundreds of our uh, students each year. How do you see your role in the lives of these students? You know, I'm so blessed that uh, I can have a job that I truly am inspired and passionate about. You know, I, I joke all the time on, on my uh, best day, I play piano badly. You know, um, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm really lucky, truly, not just because you're sitting here, because it happened before you joined the district to be in Lake Orion and be welcomed as I have over the years. So I love my job and I'm passionate about my job. Uh, and in that sense, you know, talking about the hundreds of students that all of us as teachers get to encounter, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just for me a really great opportunity to try to share, of course, about music and to help build skill and appreciation and make connections across the curriculum and to try to help build lifelong learners and people that are, you know, feeling enriched mm -hmm. by their life. Sure. But also on a personal level, if we talk about being champions of hope, we think back about our colleagues that have inspired us and helped us along the way, our teachers, you know, the value of an education. Um, I, I try to show up and I say to my wife all the time, she jokes that it's like my version of living the dream, but it's not. I just try to show up and do good work. And I've slid kind of into the veteran old guy mode. So tell some bad jokes, love on some kids, and make sure that they feel safe in my room and loved in my room and, you know, kind of take on the day that way. Yeah, well, good slash great work is what you do, and we really appreciate you, Mr. Gordon. So you didn't just evolve into this on your own. Yeah. Uh, were there others or a, an individual uh, in your life that really gave you hope as you were developing into the man that you are today? Yeah, and as a teacher, isn't it so much fun to kind of like sit and think back about all of the great teachers that you've had that have influenced you in direct and indirect ways? And sure is, yeah. Honestly, all the not-so-great teachers that might have influenced you in direct and indirect yeah. ways and, yeah. and learn from that. And so I grew up in uh, Madison Heights. I went to the Lamphere District. Shout out to all the Rams out there all if right. you're listening to this. All right. Um, and, you know, I, I of course think of so many teachers, but uh, specifically talking about Champions of Hope, uh, two stuck out to me. And if any of the others are listening, you can yell at me later. But uh, <laughs> Jolyn Hendeling was my choir teacher in middle school and high school. Okay. And I didn't just pick it from the musical end of things. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when I think about like where I am, uh, I am positive that I would not be here as a functioning like adult without her. Mm -hmm. You know, she 
was somebody who challenged me at times. I remember in sixth grade, she pulled me aside, and she, she could be a really tough lady at some times. Right. I was jacking around in class, and she looked at me, and she goes, I don't care if you're the best singer in four states. <laughs> you need to get it together. And I was half confused. I didn't know what <laughs> right. she meant. Was that a but compliment then I, or yeah, not? I was like, <laughs> felt like it was a good thing at first, and then you turned it there at the right, end. Right. Um, but she was also so encouraging, and even beyond the classroom, uh, she just did what I can only characterize as insane things. Like mm. she would drive to my home and pick me up and drive me downtown Detroit for my voice lesson, knowing that my parents probably couldn't have done that. Wow. You know, and she poured into me continually and welcomed me into my her home for rehearsals and just cared about me on a personal level and like I said, challenged me and mm. encouraged me and uh, gave me all the opportunities that I probably wouldn't have had otherwise. And then uh, another guy being in the broadcasting room here, uh, a guy named Adam Woolley at the high school. Okay. Uh, he came in as a first, second year teacher and actually rep replaced Thomas Ensley, who was another champion of hope in my life in the theater and all that other stuff. So Mr. Ensley, but then uh, Mr. Woolley. Woolley was just a young guy that, you know, uh, mentored me, came up next to me, gave me opportunities, and didn't just see me as one thing. You know, I was... Uh, slimmer then and an athlete in school and he would pour into me there but then on the production end of things and broadcasting and even academically and personally he cared right mm -hmm. and we think back to the beginning of the school year when we talk about being a champion of hope it can be so easy to get caught up in curriculum or a curriculum map right. or what I need to get done but these folks you know Miss Hendeling, Mr. Ensley, Woolley they all really just cared about me mm -hmm. and spent time getting to know me and encouraging me and that's amazing and was yeah. awesome for me. Yeah, and I'm sure they have that same impact on many, many children. I know, uh, you know, me growing up, if somebody was to ask me that, I would I would go to some of the educators in my life as yeah. well, fill, really fill a void. You know, my father left one, you know, right after I was born, seven mm -hmm. months old. He's, sorry, you know, he's, he's gone. But then you find people to fill that void or those are the people that really help make a difference for you. And, and as this uh, podcast evolves, I'll, hopefully have an opportunity to bring some of those people yeah. uh, forward. But uh, educators are really, really important, and you're one of those, and we really thank you for oh, your thanks, work. Thanks, man. Yeah, at, uh, at our middle school and across uh, the county and, and state for uh, the work that you're doing with the homeless. So well, really thank you for being here today for sure. Um, our guest today has been married to his uh, high school sweetheart for uh, about the past 15 years, and uh, together they have two daughters, Madeline and a Ava, and we uh, really want to give them a heartfelt thank you for sharing Mr. Todd Gordon with us and the community because uh, we know there's lots of sacrifices that go on and uh, we benefit for it. So we look forward to bringing another guest ne next month on uh, March 8th as we find another difference maker in our Lake Orion community just like you are. So I thank you for listening today. And to our listeners, I challenge you to be a champion of hope for somebody, for anybody. Go Dragons. Go Dragons.